The Big Ten crew visited Maryland and told us something very important. You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. So the offensive line can make it a make or break season for Talia Tungavaiola. In case you missed it, the Big Ten crew was at Maryland yesterday. Um, and it was released out on the Big Ten Network, and it's also on YouTube. Make sure you go check that out. And they were talking about all things Terps. They interviewed different players. But the biggest concern they talked about was the Maryland offensive line, saying it was a ways away, and clearly there was some problems during practice um, for the offensive line. And it's definitely the biggest question mark going into the year. Maryland lost four starters last year. Or this year, um, on along the offensive line, three to the NFL. Most notable is Jalen Duncan, who was the first Maryland offensive lineman to be drafted since 2019. Shows how Maryland hasn't had a lot of good offensive linemen in the past couple of years, which I think is the difference in our program right now. I've talked about it a ton. If you look at the Michigan, if you look at the Ohio State, they have good offensive lines, good defensive lines, and we have to find a way to get there along the defensive and offensive line if we want to compete with those guys consistently. But Maryland surrendered surrendered the most sacks last year in the Big Ten and had three guys drafted, so it shows that this year could be even more of a struggle, and it's clearly a problem. But guess how many Michigan offensive linemen have been drafted since 2019? Seven. It's clearly the difference right now in the Big Ten. But Maryland is nowhere where it wants, nowhere close to where it wants to be in terms of depth along the offensive line. Coach Loxley talks about this on the broadcast. Says like we feel like we have twelve players who can play. But why do I think that is not true, and why does that concern me? I think that is the definition of coaches talk. If we're being for real, if Maryland had twelve players that could play, we wouldn't be talking about depth issues. We wouldn't be talking about offensive line issues. Maryland doesn't have 12 players that are ready to play along the offensive line right now. They might have 12 players that they can feel eventually can get there along the offensive line, but right now they do not have 12 players that can play, and that was absolutely coach talk by Mike Oxley, which he has to do, keep the players' confidence up. He's not going to bash the players, but right now we don't have 12 players that can play. But Coach Loxley wasn't the only person who was concerned about the Terps' offensive line. Coach Josh Gatiss was also concerned, saying the offensive line's depth is definitely an area of concern. So clearly both of the coaches on the head coach and on the offensive side of the ball and Coach Gatiss have concerns about the Maryland's offensive line. But there is one player we know who is going to be awesome on the offensive line this year, and that is Delmar Glaze. Starting left tackle this year was actually the seventh rated highest tackle last year on PFF. He could have went to the draft last year. He's making the switch from right tackle to left tackle, it looks like, this year, which I actually like a lot. I trust him a lot to protect Talia's blind side on the offensive line. And he's one of the best players in the Big Ten along the offensive line. 
He was a Big Ten honorable benchin last year, and he has a chance to be a top three draft pick, top three round draft pick this year. If he continues to improve, he could have went and got drafted last year. But Delmar Glaze is where we don't have any question marks. But if you go along the rest of the four starters, that's where we're still trying to figure it out. We went heavy into the transfer portal. And can a guy like Corey Bullock, who transferred in, who's expected to start at guard, can he step up? Can he be a good player? Another guy that transferred in, a Frostburg State transfer, go to lobby. He's expected to start at right tackle. How good will he be? We just don't know. He was a senior bowl invite last year. He moves well when I check him out on film. But I think he can be a good player, but we don't know realistically how good he's going to be against Big Ten competition. But a senior bowl invite does make me feel better in that the NFL feels like he has some tools and that he will be able to get drafted or at least be in someone's camp next year. So he's expected to take over right tackle. But we need to find the best five. We have a versatile bunch of players, Coach Loxley says, a bunch of guys that can play all over the place, which I think is important in some ways. But we do want to solidify a five that can be the best at center, guard, and tackle. But if we do have injury, versatility can be very important, which we probably will realistically have some injury. They happen a lot in college football and the NFL and all football. So it's good that we have some versatility along there. Another question, how well has the staff developed Eric Harris, who he's been playing the last couple of years. He hasn't been a starter, but he played. He started three years, three games last year um, and started in the bowl game against NC State. Looked to play pretty well. Looked like it wasn't a huge concern. He's looked to being the starting center this year. Can he step up and finally take that role and run away with it? But the Big Ten crew did have some positive things to say about the offensive line. They did say that they look coachable and athletic, which is interesting. Um, I guess we'll take it. Um, they talked about the discipline of the players a lot in the weight room and on the field. And so the coachable is what the program is right now. Um, that's kind of why part of why Coach Loxley thinks that we can compete for Big Ten championships because that he thinks we have coachable players now. And if the offensive line is truly as athletic as the Big Ten crew says, then that is going to be important in terms of pulling, in terms of moving in the screen game. We already know Delmar Glaze can move. Go to lobby can move a lot at right tackle. So both of our tackles can move pretty well. So I look, um, I think that'll affect the screen game a lot. I think to be able to get out and block, whether it's running back screens, um, wide receiver screens, um, I think they can do that really well. But the Big Ten crew brought up another really good point that I have been thinking about and that I think I've mentioned a little bit. The first five games on Maryland's schedule is definitely the easiest part of the schedule and gives us a chance to figure it out along the offensive line. We start with Towson, which Maryland should win no matter what, um, no matter how the offensive line plays in that game. And so if Coach Loxley in the offensive crew hasn't figured out what the best combination is by then, then the Towson game is going to be a really important game in figuring that out. And so is the Charlotte game we play next. Those are the two games to start that are perfect for the schedule. It'll allow Coach Loxley to nail in who the starting five will be 
and who maybe should be playing, who maybe shouldn't be playing by Virginia in week three, which is a huge game. I've talked about a little bit. We compete with Virginia for recruiting. So showing that we're the dominant program over Virginia is going to be a really big deal. Um, Our quarterback commit in the 2024 class was considering Virginia and is from Virginia, but we were able to beat out Virginia for him. Makai White had an offer from Virginia, but we were able to beat out Virginia for him. I mean, he didn't even really consider Virginia. So it's really important that we stay in front of Virginia. And can the offensive line affect that? Yes, they can. If we lose to Virginia because the offensive line can't block for Talia, then recruits are more likely to go to Virginia. And it messes up the whole year because we're starting off with the loss that a team that we shouldn't lose to in Virginia. But then we go to Michigan State at Indiana, and by then, I really want us to have it completely nailed in because the Michigan State game could definitely go either way. I'm pretty sure it's at Michigan State. They're a really good program, really good team, and I don't want the offensive line to stop us from beating a team like Michigan State or beating a team like Indiana. So the offensive line, how will it hold Talia back, or will it? We'll get into that next after this ad from eBay Motors. For a championship for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right. So we're back now. How will the offensive line hold Talia back? The offensive line could be the difference between a Big Ten player of the year in Talia or a disappointing year. If you have a good quarterback, you have a good team, and Maryland has a good quarterback, and Talia Tungaviola, one of the best of all time at Maryland. But there is one thing that can quickly stop your quarterback from playing well, and that is the offensive line. The offensive line is going to measure Talia's success. I mean, last year it didn't play very well, and Talia still had a very good year. And I don't want to get to the point where the offensive line is changing the offense that we run around Talia. I don't want to have to get the ball out quick every time. It's, it's Sometimes it's okay if we're going against the top tippy-top programs in Penn State and Michigan and Ohio State. Maybe we do have to get the ball out quick. But against other programs, I don't want to have to just get the ball out quick and take quick five-yard hitch routes, slant routes. I want the whole field to be open for Talia. I want him to be able to show off that arm, that He's been showing off the last couple of years. I don't want the offensive line. I don't want the offensive line to stop him or hinder him from doing that. Um, the good thing about Talia is he actually gets out of the pocket a lot. So 
maybe the offensive line, even if it's not protecting well, he will still be able to get out the pocket. He can move well side to side. He's shown that. But if you looked at last year, he always looked uncomfortable in the pocket. Like he wanted to move around before the offensive line even broke down sometimes because the pressure just got in there so many times in the past that he didn't feel comfortable. And that's going to be the difference this year. And Talia having an amazing year or having a subpar year where we look back at it and we're like, dang, we really wasted his last year. But we haven't talked about maybe the most important thing that goes hand in hand with the offensive line. And if it doesn't play well, injuries. Talia Tungvaiola has had injuries over his Maryland career. If you look back at last year, um, he got hurt. And that is when our year went kaplop and it went downward. It was still a good overall year, but that was the difference in having beating, maybe beating Ohio State, beating a Michigan. I think a lot of it came down to the offensive line. But also when he didn't play, we did end up winning. But the thing was, he came back too early and he wasn't ready to go and he was still banged up a lot and didn't have trust in the offensive line. If you look at his game against Penn State, where he had, we put up zero points as an offense. We lost 30 to zero. That is unacceptable for a team that averages on the top of the Big Ten in terms of points, zero points. We can't ever have that again happen. And that's because Talia came back too early for from his injury to play Penn State and to play Wisconsin, and those were his two worst games where he completed under 50% of his throws, and he only had like 75 yards, and that's because he was injured. And we don't want to see him injured this year, and the offensive line can cause injuries. God forbid he gets injured, but he's a small guy. He's 5'10", 5'11", 200 pounds. He's not a big guy. So the offensive line could ruin the season in that way. I don't want to get that negative and say, what if he's injured for the year or something like that? But we have to say that the offensive line can cause injuries if he's taking too many hits, especially since he isn't the biggest guy. And he's the guy to stay in the pocket and take some strikes down the field, even if he gets, if even if he's going to get hit. So, and if you look at Ohio State, I was looking at some mock drafts this morning. They have three guys on the defensive line projected to go in the first round. And Sawyer, JT, who are both of their defensive end, those two guys, so they're going to be coming off the edge. And then in the middle, Michael Hall. So they have three guys on the defensive line. I'm sure they have a ton of highly other recruited guys that are really good players along the defensive line. So if we want to be in Ohio State, if we want to get to 10 wins, can we block them? But Ohio State isn't the only team with dudes on the defensive line on the in the Big Ten. Penn State, Chop Robinson, went to Maryland, was a five, four-star guy that committed to Maryland. One of the better Maryland commits that Coach Lost who was able to pull, but we weren't able to keep him, and he is at Penn State now, and he's projected to go in the first round. Can we block him on the edge? Can Delmar Glaze match up with him if he's on that side? Can the um, Galib, can he match up if he's going against him? That's going to be an important battle, and Michigan always has really good defensive line. 
If you notice, that's the difference. I'm I'm telling you guys, I've said it multiple times. That's the difference between the Maryland program right now and taking the next step to beating a team like Michigan, Ohio State. It's between the offensive and defensive line. But Talia can legitimately win Big Ten Player of the Year if the offensive line steps up and figures it out. Imagine Talia with time, which he hasn't had. You might see a completely different player. He might break all of his stats in yards and passing touchdowns. He might go above 26 touchdowns. He might win Big Ten Player of the Year. He might win. Um, he might be in the Heisman conversation, which would be crazy to think about. I doubt that happens, but who knows if the offensive line can play good enough. But that's wishful thinking. Where the group lies right now, I'm not sure how well it will play. But can Maryland 25 class be the best class ever? We'll get into it after this short break. So Maryland's 24 class is taking shape, but the 25 class could actually be Coach Loxley's best class yet. Yes, I'll repeat it again. The 25 class can be Coach Loxley's best class yet. I'm going to run you through a couple of prospects that Maryland has got off to a great lead with. Um, If you start with Blake Woodby, is a top 100 player in the 24 class, 25 class, excuse me. High four-star guy, 5'11", 180 from Baltimore, Maryland. Goes to St. Francis. I was checking out his tape earlier. And wow, he's a really good player. He's quick-footed at the cornerback position. He's exactly the kind of guy we need at cornerback. And that's a position that we haven't recruited exceptionally well over the last couple of years. Which is interesting because Deontay Banks and Ja'Korian Bennett last year were both drafted. So Coach Loxley can definitely use that as a selling point. I think this kid is definitely a guy that can come in and play right away. But... He released his top 12 the other day. I think it was yesterday. And Maryland did make the cut. I wouldn't be talking about him if they didn't. But there's some big-time programs on that list, including Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oregon, Stanford, and others. But Maryland is on the list. So can that DMV connection do something in this situation? He's about an hour away from Maryland's campus. Is that important to him? He went to the same school as standout linebacker Jayshon Barham. But Blake is not the only 2025 who we're off to a good start with. Austin Alexander, a 2025 four-star defensive end, is high on Maryland. He's a really good player, um, top 400 guy in the class. The coaching staff, I was reading an article, the coaching staff has developed a really good relationship with him and he's actually from Kentucky which is interesting I don't know the last Kentucky player that Maryland was able to get but can coach Loxie go out of the DMV and get recruits we have seen that coach Loxie has been able to go to Florida and get highly rated four-star players like Brandon Jacobs in the 2024 cycle who's a four-star safety but can coach Loxley pull from Kentucky and get Austin Alexander, but apparently he's developed a really good connection. It looks like it's going to come down to Maryland, Maryland and Kentucky to the recruiting website, but I do think it's a little bit early to be able to tell. 
I wouldn't be surprised if a lot changes in a year. I'm not sure what his committing timeline looks like, but one place had Maryland favored. I think 247 had Kentucky flavored. Um, and another website had Maryland favored. So can we pull him away from Kentucky? Um, it's going to be really interesting. And then Bryce Jenkins is another great, highly recruited 25 player defensive tackle, top 300 player, four star, and is the number three player in DC, 30 minutes, 20 minutes away from UMD's campus. Can we pull a guy like Bryce Perkins along the defensive line? He has offers from Alabama and a bunch of other players, places. This is where the program can take the next step. Can we get a guy like Perkins? Can we get a guy like Blake at the cornerback position? I get excited when we get wide receiver and running back commits. But when we get anybody on the defense or we get offensive line commits, I get even more excited because Coach Loxley has proven that he can go into the transfer portal and get really good players at the wide receiver position or recruit wide receivers really well. If you look at Octavian Smith, if you look at Shalik Knox, two 2022 players that are going to play a ton this year who are four-star players. But the defense is where we need to improve recruiting and among the offensive line. Like I said again, this is the point I want to hammer in, and I think it's one of the most important things on this um, to do with the Maryland program that can take the next step, it's recruiting offensive line and defensive players. That's where your money gets made. The running backs like Roman Hemby, I was looking at his old recruiting. Roman Hemby was a two-star on one of the websites and is now on a board list and is one of the best players in the Big Ten and one of the best running backs in the country. You can find running backs that are less recruited that really jump onto the scene and that are really good players. But Malin also has been able to get highly recruited recruited four-star running backs like Raymond Brown in the 2022 cycle was a four-star. Um, Deshaun is in the 2024 cycle. He's from St. Francis. Um, he is a four-star back. So we've been able to recruit the running back position pretty well and is definitely in good hands. Wide receiver position, you could argue, is our best position at recruiting. But can we get a defensive player? Can we get four-star defensive linemen? Can we get four-star linebackers, four-star cornerbacks? I think that's how Maryland takes the next step as a program. And I know Coach Loxley knows it. And I'm sure they're trying their best to get these guys. But if we can land a couple of those guys, I think the Maryland 25 class can be one of the best recruiting classes ever that Maryland has had. And I'm not saying that just because I truly do think that the 25 class can be that. Because if you also look, there's a ton of DMV players in the 25 class. I'm looking for them. I want them all to visit at the same time. And Coach Loxley preach saying, let's change this Maryland program around. Let's keep all of you guys or most of you guys and have like 10 four stars in a class all from the DMV or something like that. But the 24 class is also taking shape and has five four stars according to rivals. And the 24, um, 24 class has a chance to be one of the better classes so far. Yet 
and I think that can be a domino effect into the 25 class. So depending on how the 24 class, can we land a guy like Ernest Willer? Can we land some other guys? Harvey, who's a defensive end product, who's supposed to release his top three over the tomorrow, I think. And it's supposed to be Maryland, USC, and Penn State. Can we land a guy like that? Because that'll rub into the 25 class and more players will want to go. But I think how the 24 class finishes up and how the 25 class, um, how that develops is going to determine the step of the Maryland program for the next four years. Will it be a consistent top 25 program and really be able to compete in the improving Big Ten? Let me remind you, a bunch of schools are coming. USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA. The Big Ten is improving, so Maryland needs to improve with it. Eight wins is great. Seven wins is great. Going eight and five, bull games. But I think everyone in that building wants to see them take the next step to nine wins, to ten wins, to beating one of the big three. But that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Please like, please subscribe if you made it all the way through. It helps a ton. And thanks for watching Locked on Terps.